So I was texting with Frankie earlier today. I, I texted him. I said, Metroid Dread, more like Metroid, let's get this bread. And he sent me back a selfie of him like, like visibly disgusted with me. It was so good. <laughs> some breaking news here i'm here with uh, my correspondent joseph brown i'm joe perry and your first correspondent i'm here here on the scene uh joe brown is it true you have beaten metroid dread you're damn right it's true joe perry oh my gosh all right on episode 67 of cup of joe's me and joe brown are going to talk about this game that he beat in how long <laughs> uh i have to look it was around nine hours and uh, nine hours we have a nine hour completion time and almost, uh, and how much percent? 96 percentage of the game? Uh, 95. 95, that's 5%, Mr. Baby. We're almost 100%. Uh, that's an A. That's a passing grade in my book. Joe Brown, why don't you tell us what you did? <laughs> are we gonna, Are we keeping this uh, this up for this uh, excited reporter nonsense up the whole time? or? I don't know. Let's see. Tell us what you did. <laughs> also, weather at 11. I thought that's what you were going <laughs> to <laughs> Come back at 11 and learn about the gruesome murder that happened down the street. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> Breaking news. Joe Brown beats Metroid. Also, and then, like, other real news. Like, oh, this 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 school had this problem. Blah, blah, blah. Like, trying to, you know, do... Do you ever watch the news? Like, like actually, let's have this tangent here. Everybody, thank you, everyone, for listening to Cup of Joe's, by the way. Uh, this episode is exclusively going to be talking about Metroid Dread. No spoilers, of course, because I'm not going to spoil it for anybody. But, like, you ever watch the news? I remember once, I was watching the news, and... They tease at the beginning, it was like what Stephen Colbert and Tina Fey had in common in the comedy world or something like that. And like, I like Stephen Colbert on the Colbert Report. I love 30 Rock. I was like, oh, okay, you know, this is, this is cool. I'll stick, I'll stick around and find out. And then every commercial break, they tease what's going to happen. And then at like 11.56 p.m. or whatever, they say that they were both in Second City Improv in Chicago. And I'm like, you made me watch an hour of news of random things of people dying and trains being slowed down and what the weather is outside and stuff teasing me to like for that. For that. Like, that's just what the news. That's why, you know, that's why no one watches the news because they just like tease things like that and then never get to it. And then by the time they get to it, like it's been built up so much. That, like, it's not even a good payoff anymore. You know what I mean? I got you. I do know what you mean. But Joe Brown, let's go get back to the story. Beep, 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 beep. Tell us about Metroid Dread. Okay. So, uh, I I'm, don't hold me to this, Joe, but I do. I'm holding you to it already. Okay. You can't. I I, plan, I'm already holding you. I plan on actually making and, you know, editing a a full review as well, like a traditional, you know, game site would on their YouTube channel. We plan on doing that here for Leaf Bracer too, so I'm going to try to do that. I do have a very busy schedule in October, so uh, whenever I get the free time, I'm going to try to do it, I promise. But 
I so I will have a more you know well written, more th- well thought out review on Metroid Dread. But this is just like my overall you know thoughts after just beating the game last night, very very late last night. I uh, and I stayed up to like five five thirty in the morning trying to hundred percent the game and coming very very close to ninety five percent. But I will say this: my uh, sorry, Joe, do you have something? I was going to say, Joe, is it true that you did text me at like eleven thirty or something and telling me that you had not beat the game yet? It's something about you have four hours left or something. I don't even remember what the text no, was. No, 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 no. I said I spent four hours trying to find the gravity suit. Which that is, is true. Thing. He spent he spent four hours trying to find the gravity suit, ladies and gentlemen. What a nerd. Continue. <laughs> yeah, that was definitely not my shining moment. Uh, trying to find that. And then, like, I was watching speedruns and they find it, like, so stupidly easy. I was just frustrated. Anyway, uh, that was not my shining moment. But my overall first opinion is Metroid Dread is the hardest Metroid game I've ever played, and that's not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. So Writing it down, not a bad thing. Right. Got it. Okay. Because there's been a lot of discourse online. I don't know if you've seen it, Joe, if you've been on the interwebs, about the difficulty in Metroid Dread and how some people might view it as un, as as too hard one for a Nintendo game, which is a ridiculous statement upon itself, but that's some people's arguments, or two for a Metroid game. Some people feel like it is it's it's too difficult, it's too punishing of a game. And where I would agree that the game is very difficult. I'm not going to sit here and act like it's not. I don't think it is unfairly difficult. There was one fight that I thought might have been a little unfair, and it wasn't even a boss fight. So that shows, like, it was like a, a mini boss. Like, you walked into a room and there was a mini boss. I'm like, yo, this is unfair and poorly designed, this fight. So I, I could tell you that one off the air, because I don't want to say for any of the fights for people listening. Um, but besides that okay. one besides that one fight, every every boss battle was tough. But when I died or when I was unable to beat it, it was actually my fault. And you know what I mean? Like, that's the one thing that people can always complain about in hard games where they feel like they die and it's not their fault. That's what you can complain about. I never felt like I was like, oh, Samus didn't do what I wanted her to do. And it was like, no, I messed up my dodge time. I messed up the parry. You know, I got hit by the ooze or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, it was my fault. So... Uh, I mean, there were some, there were some fights that took me like forty five minutes to beat, and uh, uh, I didn't feel proud of myself that it took that long. But once you recognize the attack patterns, just like many you know boss boss battles, there are like you can you can get through it. Uh, I will say to the detriment of the game, though, like saying it is too hard. In my opinion, it is it is not too hard, but it is certainly not beginner friendly like it is not welcoming to new metroid players um i think did i did i send you the tweet joe of uh oh i don't think you did no no no. okay sorry i sent it to ted sorry um because ted i've been talking my friend ted i mentioned him all the time on the podcast Um, i thought i was your best friend i'm not getting these text messages i just get these text messages of when you want to record how you doing today (laughs) okay hold on a second i'm checking my phone to make sure that i don't incriminate myself here Without saying it, hold on. Yeah, I sent you me killing all the Emmys. Okay, hold on. What's the one with the, uh, uh, oh, oh, you're a liar. I did. I sent it to you and Schnabel in our cup of bros text group text. I sent it to you. Jason Schreier's tweet. 
on Saturday. When? Jason Schreier's tweet. Oh, so I'll just maybe you did. I'll just read it out loud. So Jason Schreier, you know, big gaming journalist, writer, reporter, uh, said, "Please report that Metroid Dread rules." And somebody replied to him, "Will I like it if I've never played a Metroid game and get frustrated with difficult games?" And he replied, "Nope!" Exclamation point. <laughs> <laughs> And that's just like the perfect, it's the perfect answer. This is not a beginner-friendly game. Uh, maybe Metroid Prime 4 is going to be more interesting for newer people and they'll try to ease you in better. But like, Joe, if you've never played a Metroid game before, especially if you have not played Metroid or Samus Returns on the 3DS, which is what... Uh, this game's predecessor was it was a remake of Metroid 2 uh, that Mercury Steam uh, was in charge of recreating and Mercury Steam was now the main developer behind Metroid Dread and you can see a lot of the similarities like if you didn't play Sandwich Returns or if you've never played a Metroid game before you're gonna think this game is unfair Um, so like I probably would not recommend there's gonna be kids at Christmas getting Metroid Dread you know, from their parents thinking, oh, this is the new shiny Nintendo game. And there's going to be a lot of, like, tears from those kids because this is not uh, very beginner-friendly. I don't necessarily think that's a bad thing, but, like, what are what are your thoughts? Are you expecting this to be more open to new people because they want more Metroid fans? Or, like, are you okay with it not being very, you know, new player accessible? I'm fine with it not being very new player accessible. Look at Dark Souls. They have a, they have a thing down to a science I'm sure people from from the Dark Souls like community might hear about this and come try to try the game out. People nowadays are all about trying to be hardcore gamers and like deal with that hardcore like gaming stuff. So yeah, I don't think it'll be. I I, I don't think it'll stop people from coming to play the game. If that's what you're saying, I think people right. will still come and play the game. So thank you for bringing that up because that was another thing I want to talk about. Everyone and their mother is the greatest hardcore Chad gamer on the internet. Everyone's like, oh my god, this game is not hard at all. I beat it on my, I beat every boss on my first try, blah, blah, blah. It's like, everybody's cool on the internet. But I know damn well you were sitting there at some of those bosses raging at, <laughs> at dying. Like, But we're going to pretend on the internet you're just so, so easygoing. And he's, oh, the game's really not that hard. It's like, well, I'm not in your mom's basement, so I can't confirm that you actually did just swim through this game super easily. Which I, I get frustrated with people on the internet when... Um, when if somebody's opinion is I think this game is difficult and your response is well I easily beat it like you're just you're just a garbage person you know what I mean like that's not that's not the appropriate response you could say like no I think I think the boss fights are fair and although challenging they have windows and opportunities for you to dodge attacks and blah 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 but to say well I'm super I'm the greatest video game player of all time therefore your argument is invalid like I get I get furious at people like that and there's a lot of that going on on the internet right now yeah they're all like well i'm chuck 4929 and i beat the game in under six hours right they're like oh why are you complaining it's hard you're just bad like the same get good argument of of dark souls yeah so like i beat it super easily because i'm i'm just the coolest dude around town you know and then you look at their playtime, and it took them like 28 hours to beat the game and you're like oh wow ooh. Yeah. Ducks two six four two. Yeah. 
Um, so, <laughs> uh, yeah, so I talk, we don't need to keep harping on the difficulty. It is definitely there. It is something you have to overcome. Uh, but to let, like we can, before I talk of the positives, there was, uh, on the Nintendo switch, they have like these descriptions for all their games and, you know, obviously connected to it. And yeah. So somebody, somebody looked up <laughs> Metro Dreads and apparently Nintendo, whoever writes these descriptions on the Nintendo, uh, uh, switch online eShop or whatever, they deserve a raise. Cause they've apparently been doing this with a lot of different games. Uh, let me try. So like, they're like, you know, start off, discover or revisit two classic Metro games, you know, go super Metro, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then they say, hold on. Where is he? Uh, you can, like, in music mode, you can also jam out the tunes from the series while doing sweet Samus-inspired moves. And then they go out to Metroid Dread. Uh, and <laughs> they say, uh, please make sure you're aware of your surroundings when busting a move. It might not be fun finding yourself on the wrong end of the morph ball bounce. No, that's not a real dance move, but we like the sound of it. Also, don't do it. <laughs> And then the, <laughs> the next one. Uh, if you set the tone, this is the next bullet point. Set the tone. If you can, if you can, we suggest dimming the lights to a darker yet comfortable setting. And if possible, consider playing with headphones on at night. Not only are they great for immersion, but there's less risk of waking anyone up. Treat yourself. Bounty hunters get hungry too. Why not flex your creativity with some themed bites? Perhaps a plate of Samus or Arancini, or well, really any pun pun based cuisine is a win in our book. Oh my god! <laughs> the last bullet: cover the little red lights in your home. <laughs> is that an Emmy or a coffee machine in standby mode? <laughs> Put a sticky note or something over red lights to avoid accidental scares late at night. <laughs> oh my god, dude! It's so I I I don't know who that person is at Nintendo who wrote that description, but I I love them. You heard it, people oh. in Nintendo. I know you're listening because I know you listen to our podcast. Uh, Joe loves you. So okay. there you go. So speaking of Emmys, because that's how it was. The uh, those are the robots that are on the cover that chase Samus. If you've seen the trailer for the game, you can't kill them. Uh, they if they attack you, you get one chance at a parry away from them, where you can run away. But if not, it's an instant one hit KO. No matter how much health you have, if you get caught by an Emmy. So there's seven. There's seven of them in total. They don't, unfortunately, Joe, don't work like the seven Dragon Balls. You don't collect all seven Emmys and get and get three wishes. Unfortunately, I know that's what you were rooting for. I was uh, rooting for it. I have been watching <laughs> Dragon Ball, so I'm, we're into it. Yes. So uh, basically, it is a lot of rinse and repeat with the Emmys. The first Emmy, it shows you like you're supposed to beat it, so it shows you. So really, there's only six Emmys you have to fight in theory because the first one's kind of a tutorial on how to beat them. Um, and basically, they patrol different zones. Let's say there's nine or ten different regions on the map on on the planet. Seven of them are controlled by Emmys, and there are these Emmy doors that you walk through that you walk through that are kind of like black and white, and it lets you know that once you enter that area, you're in an Emmy-controlled zone, and it has radar and senses you, like if you were to jump or you shoot your gun or anything, like you'd hear like a pulse, and then the the Emmy, the robot would like try to figure out where that noise was coming from, and they can chase after you and stuff. And if you get caught by an Emmy, it's essentially like the music starts to swell, and it's like the ultimate action moment of like, oh crap, I gotta get out of here. 
but the Emmys shut off those doors if they catch you. So if it's a yellow, oh, if it's if, yeah. it, if it's a yellow sensor or no sensor, you can walk through the doors, and that's how you have to get through the game. You have to get from one zone to the next without getting caught. But under the red sensor, when they're coming after you, you can't be like, "Oh, I'm about to get to the door. Just let me get out," because they can't leave their zones. No, they shut them off. So that was like a smart design out of them because people would just like run through if you couldn't. Um, what I will say is. I like the Emmys in concept, and the first couple times I enjoyed the cat and mouse game we had to play of trying to sneak past them. But all you kill all of the Emmys in the exact same way, so your weapons can't kill them. You can't even damage them. You know, your if you have a power missile or your weight, you know, weight beam, anything like that, cannot touch an Emmy. But you get this this special arm cannon after you complete a task in each Emmy zone. Um, you get this special arm cannon that's like a one, like a, a one shot essentially. Like you get one bullet use of it. That if you're able to connect onto the enemy, you blow them up and you beat them. And Pretty cool. So, like, and so at it least is, it, yeah. at least it's simple. At least it's simple because these aren't supposed to be like hard bosses. It's supposed to help you clear areas, right? Right. So it is definitely simple, and I respect it. You know, I, I appreciate that. But it does get very tiresome to do the exact same thing seven times in two different areas where it's – especially because it's not like – you know when you play uh, what's Dishonored or some of those other arcane games where it's like I can go in guns blazing or I can try to be stealthy the whole time and never get caught? It's not, yeah. it's not like that. It's not, it's not if you get caught by an Emmy. It's when you get caught. What do you do? Because – it's a, until later on when you get a lot of powers that give you so much movement that you really don't care about uh, the Emmys and like you're you're essentially running circles or, or around them. You you you're essentially going to run into them and you're gonna have to find paths through and find ways. And w one of the nice things is that when you're first traversing through an area, when you get caught by an Emmy, the map isn't like cleared open yet because you haven't been to different spots so you really are running for your life hoping you don't run into a, a dead end you know what i mean like it like as if you were met or uh, samus exploring the place for the first time like you're just oh here's a ledge i can jump on okay here's the thing i can slide it like oh god get me away get me away get me away so the sense of wait for it joe dread that that feeling gives you as you're being chased by the emmy is a, is very strong it's a it's a very uh, a very strong effect of of uh, of how the game makes you feel there, but the more the game goes on and the more times that you re redo the Emmy locations, the more tiresome it is because it doesn't really change. It's either it's very it's very binary. It's like you are either caught or you're not. Like the gameplay doesn't change. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I got you. So that's uh, where the Emmys start to fall off, in my opinion, and is somewhat of a letdown since, for the most part, at least the trailers and stuff, they really play up that this is you versus the Emmys and you're trying to get through the planet unscathed and stuff. And while that is mostly true, there are a lot more story-significant plot points that are not revolving around the Emmys. So the Emmys are kind of like, uh, they're, they're kind of the MacGuffin of the game. Like they're, they're there to get you in the door. And then the rest of the game is what you're really there for. You know what I mean? Yeah. But here's my other question. The Emmys are there, but how do you feel 
about the other bosses that you fought. You don't have to say that anything about them, but like, were the other bosses surprising because you didn't know a lot about them being there? Yeah. So, um, how do how do I wear this? So, the bosses definitely feel like bosses and they feel worthy of having their own isolated room and music. And you're like, Oh damn, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. So I will, I will, you know, that's a big plus for the game is the, um, the, the boss design is really strong in this game and it's very fun. And although some of them are very tough, uh, it is like, remember, so remember when we reviewed Kane and of spirits and I said, uh, the game is so hard that once you overcome the boss, you don't get the sensation of like, you're not happy you beat it. You're like, thank God it's over. Yeah. I remember you saying that in Metroid, it does have the classic effect of, Oh, I feel so I have overcome my troubles. I've learned the attack patterns and I accomplished this goal and I beat the boss. And so you do get that effect. You do get that feeling of like, yes, I am excited that I beat it, that I, that we didn't get in Kana. So, uh, that's definitely a plus for, for them. Uh, one thing though, so there's 10 big bosses, <coughs> excuse me, I had to cough there. Uh, there's 10 big bosses in the game and there's a, a, a quite a number of mini bosses that have some good, some, some good designs the first time around, but then like they got like, they got a silver version of the guy, then they got a red version of the mini boss, then they got a gold version of the mini boss who has more health. You, you know what I mean? Like, so the first time around you're like, okay, all right, I like, I like this. I like the shield he's got and I got to parry this window and like, all right, well, it's this guy's got more health than the last time I fought him, and I guess it'll just take a, a little longer because the exact same attacks are happening, but I'll get through them. And then he comes back again. Like, All right, now it's going to take a lot longer because he's got a lot more health <laughs> than the first time. So they're kind of like, yeah. like foot soldiers like in the Ninja Turtle games with the different colors, you know? Um, yeah. You know, noting how much, uh, or how, how much health they take to beat. Uh, so... I will say one of the the worst fight in the game that like made me want to quit because <laughs> it took me like an hour was a mini boss. It was actually a mini boss fight that made me rage and not a not an actual boss fight, uh, which is uh, which is interesting because you'd think it'd be the bosses that would get to you. Uh, but the bosses, the actual ten boss fights, never felt unfair. Where the one fight, I won't say why that one particular mini fight legitimately felt or mini boss fight legitimately felt unfair, and that you were at a complete like disadvantageous position in the fight. Um, and when I overcame that one, I was like, thank God I can continue with the game. But yeah. so onto the pros, Joe, I'm going around about this is the best feeling Metroid game I've ever played. I have never felt more like Samus than in, than in this game compared to any other Metroid game. Like the way that she moves, the way the cutscenes are with the, the, the silent confidence she has, like there's a fight. So this isn't a spoiler. People want to cry about it because people put it in their reviews, but they literally show you in the, in the direct and in the trailers and stuff that Kraid is back in the game. Who's an old, an old, uh, boss from super Metroid. So Kraid is mm-hmm. Kraid is one of the ten villains. He's very early on. So if, so anyone who wants to cry about that, I don't even care. It's like Nintendo has shown you multiple times Kraid is in the game. So there's a point like where 
Samus has been there, done that. She's a badass bounty hunter. She's been all around the universe killing killing monsters and stuff. And when Kraid comes out, there's this like huge cinematic for him, and you're like, oh man, he looks so good and with all these pixels that he didn't have on the Super Nintendo. Uh, you know, he looks like, oh, this is a really scary fight. And you just see Samus literally like standing there, and as she's looking up at this big ass monster, she just starts charging her 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 power shot, her 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 charge beam. She's like, I'm not here to mess around. I'm ready to fight. You know what I mean? Like it was such a cool yeah. thing. You're like, oh, Samus is not joking around. She's messing people up. Like she is. She she doesn't have time for pleasantries with an with an old foe. She's charging her shot up and like ready to fight. And that happens in so many of the bo- the boss fights. Which is this is where Mercury Steam comes in because they made Samus Returns remake uh, the remake on the 3ds. And one of the best parts of Samus Returns was the boss fight cutscenes where you're like, you swipe past the, the boss fighting and you slide under and the camera follows Samus through the whole animation and stuff. And that was one of the best compliments people gave to Samus Returns. They do that even better here in Metroid Dread where a lot of, <coughs> a lot of the parries lead to like cutscene Quote, you know, uh, quick time events where you parry it once and then you go on the ba- the boss's back and you shoot him with missiles and then you backflip out of his attack and you continue missiles and then you slide under his body and shoot him and stuff and you're like, this is so fluid and it's, it's just a quick time event. You're just literally hitting, you know, hitting Y to shoot a missile at him. Um, but it feels so cool. It feels so cinematic, like almost movie. Like, like I'm watching this game and I'm playing through it. And I'm like, God, I wish there was a, uh, a Metroid TV show or a Metroid movie or something like that. Cause it looks so good. Um, so combat is awesome. There is a lot of stuff in it. There's a lot of abilities, pretty much, um, every weapon or uh, not every weapon, every button on the switch, the switch controller is utilized, which you would think normally is, kind of uh par for the course but it really isn't in nintendo like if you think about it like you play mario odyssey b and a are both jump and x and y are both like cap toss (laughs) you know what i mean like a a lot of nintendo mechanics like they have some simplicity to the button mapping of it to give people more accessibility and stuff but metroid here it's like oh you gotta hold zl and r and you gotta try and you gotta start you know charging the power the power bomb when you're in morph ball mode and like there's a, a lot of things going on and at first it is overwhelming but by the end of the game it's like it's like my muscle memory as samus it's like well, i wasn't even thinking about it joe it was like all right, I need this bomb, blah, 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 blah. All right, slide under, and then, you know, switch back, morph ball. Like, like my brain was intuitively pushing all the buttons that I found very difficult at the beginning of the game just to remember what was mapped to what. And I think that's a huge compliment to Mercury Steam and to, to Nintendo is, like, this, like, I, like I said, I have never felt more like Samus in a Metroid game. Yeah, so, like, what you're saying is the control scheme was hard at first, but as you played... You learned it, and it was more fluid. Yes, absolutely. Is what I'm gathering. Yeah. So, like, that's and that's a good thing to hear about a video game because that's what it did its job. It taught you what to do, and then you did it, yeah. which is great. It's and, like we all hope for that. And then, to like, to the effect of not even having to think about it. You know what I mean? Not even having to remember what button was what. Like, it was just so intuitive at the 
by the because by the end of let me tell you joe that that final boss there's been a lot of discourse online about the final boss and by the time you get there you better know what every button does because you're gonna need all of them you're gonna need to do everything um you're gonna need it kid yeah you're gonna need it uh that's good yeah, I, I liked I liked the final boss. I know a lot of people complained about it. It's it is long. It's like a multi phase fight, and if you mess up, you got to do it all over again. Which is, yeah, I hate in video games, but there's really no way around it. That's what all these games do. Um, so we'll 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 do we'll do some non spoil non spoilery story non spoilery story stuff too. So Metroid's really not out there known. For its story, right? It's definitely in the. It's definitely there, but Metro games are more in the background. Their story and their lore and stuff, and the gameplay is really what shines. And so that's essentially the same case in here in Metroid Dread. There is a lot of references to other games, especially Metroid Fusion, which technically was the last game that came out. Uh, even though you know Samus Returns came out more recently, that was a remake of Samus Two. So like in the timeline, the last game was Metroid Fusion on the Game Boy Advance. Um, so there's a lot. If you didn't if you didn't play Metroid Fusion, you probably will be a little confused. But there is a, a big recap at the beginning of the game that's like two minutes long. They're saying like Samus was taken over by the uh, the X Parasite. Back then, call it Metroid Fusion, but back in Metroid Fusion, so uh, she now—that's uh, where we learn that she has Metroid DNA, and that's why she was, you know, immune to the parasite or whatever because it was fighting it off, and that's how she was able to fight the SAX and yada yada yada. So it'll give you a little refresher uh, if you weren't aware, but like honestly, it's really not that big of a deal if you don't follow the story because there's a couple of important characters. There's there's a couple of a couple of cutscenes, and there's actually voice acting. I don't know if I told you that. Um, that they're like actually some of the characters have have voice lines, which I believe is a first for 2D Metroid games because the previous ones didn't have the technology to. Yeah, you did. You did mention that to me that they had they had a uh, voice lines in it, and that it was like a big deal because they hadn't had them before. Right. So the one I'd want to point out, there are the characters that are just normal, normal characters and they talk and stuff and that's fine. Uh, But Adam, who's the computer program that helps you along your mission and he like you, you store all your information on like on Adam's drive or whatever. And he tells you like this area is, is super hot. So don't go in there unless you have a suit that can handle the heat, you know, stuff like that. Uh, But he, he's the one who instills dread in you more than the Emmys do. Because he, this robot, yeah. he's not playing Joe. He he thinks you're trash. He's just like <laughs> he's like, listen, Samus. I'm sorry. I'm so- someone's got to tell you. You lost all your suit. You lost all your power ups. You're just in a basic ass suit right now. You're one person against this entire planet trying to kill you. Your like your chances of winning are are or your chances of failure are 99. percent Just wrap it up, lady. Just go home. You can't do it. <laughs> like, uh, obviously, he speaks a lot more. You know, pack it, pack it in, Samus. We yeah. don't want you here, right? Um, and so what's cool because Adam is also, and not talking Metroid, uh, other M Adam, who's an actual character who was Samus's um, uh, higher ups in the military or whatever. Adam from Metroid Fusion is a robot system that talks you through all the different areas and gates and stuff and tells you where to go. So that's the the continuation of the storyline there. And when you play Metroid Fusion, you're just reading it. You're just like, all right, this is this, yada, 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 yada. But hearing Adam with his robot voice, he's not just like, 
he's not just generically robotic, like beep boop beep boop, or like Plank- Plankton's wife. Like he doesn't sound like a robot. Like he has this deep computer voice. I don't even know how to explain it. Like where he is just a computer, like talking, you know, in 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 ones and zeros. But the way that the the way that his pitch is through the computer and the way that uh, the words that he's saying to you like you have no chance of survival and stuff it really does feel like oh damn i have no shot in this world like not even the computer program trust me you know what i mean to uh to get this through like there to to do this job is like you can't and he's like all right you've you've recovered you've recovered uh, so, uh many of your abilities but you're still no match for for the enemy and stuff and like the way that that all all of those cutscenes are played out are are really strong and um yeah i like that it's it's a small cast of characters obviously because most of the people you're interacting with are just like nameless monsters who just go at you you know yeah they, they, just, they just scream at you yeah when you want to when you want to have a conversation same as just wants someone to have a good conversation with and no one's willing to do that for her right uh and then the, the so the last thing i'll say with combat um is so this game is technically a se- Metroid Dread is technically a sequel to M- M- Metroid Fusion, but it feels much more like a sequel to Samus Returns because of Mercury Steam being the developers of those two games. You really saw in Samus Returns that was the first like quote unquote modern two D Metroid game, and they from what they from what they did with the limited uh, resources they could because of how limiting original metroid 2 was because it was so basic it was literally on the game boy color and like there's not a lot you could do there from the evolution they took from samus returns to metroid dread is like massive the uh, every ability feels better everything feels more smoothly and it even felt good in in samus returns but like this is just all around a huge step up from the previous game but i do i feel like some of the stuff that they kept that they took over from Metroid Fusion was only there because Fusion was the last game, and I didn't really like how it felt kind of phoned in. Like I was like, oh yeah, I remember that in Fusion. Like I, I understand what that reference is, but it didn't it probably it didn't feel like that was what Mercury Steam wanted to do with the story and with the gameplay and stuff. It felt like that's what they had to do because Fusion was the last game, so I don't know. It's hard to explain without spoilers, um, but some of the stuff that that are references to Fusion feel like they did not need to be there. They're only there because Fusion was the last game 19 years ago. Um, but yeah, I just can't speak glowingly enough. Like, is this the best Metro game of all time, Joe? Ask me, ask me, ask me. Is it the best game Metro game of all time, Joe? Absolutely not. I will, I will never say. I have long held the opinion uh, that Super Metroid is the greatest game ever made. I, I've gone back and forth with friends in that discussion, uh, and that's a discussion for another day. So Metroid, I don't think Metroid Dread holds a candle to what uh, Super Metroid is, and probably there probably will be another. There probably won't be a Metroid game that can be what Super Metroid is, in in my opinion. Um, but I like you, you'll have to watch our video for my numbered. Or my numbered score of it, but somewhere between an eight and a nine, maybe out of ten, is what I would give Metroid Dread. It's absolutely like, it's absolutely worthy of your time. It doesn't overstay its welcome. It doesn't take thirty hours to beat. You know, it has a very good pace to it. You get a lot of upgrades um, at a at a strong pace. Some of I think I actually 
I actually think I fought a boss fight earlier than I was supposed to, uh, which was like a cool feeling because there's so much sequence breaking in in Metroid series. Um, and the developers actually, uh, they're dude, they're so good. Uh, uh, there's videos of one of the boss fights where if you get in, if you if you do like this special jump and you get a certain item that you're not supposed to have at that point in the story, you can one shot one of the bosses, and it actually gives you a separate cutscene compared to the, a regular a regular fight of beating the boss. So like so Mercury Steam literally knew that this exploit was in the game and they're like, "All right, anyone who finds it, we're going to congratulate you and reward you with a separate cutscene that other people don't get for it." And there's multiple things of that through this game where like, uh, you think you're smart for getting this item before you were supposed to, but they're like, yeah, we accounted for that. And you're like, damn, I thought I beat you, Nintendo. I thought I, I thought I bested you, but you knew I was going to do that. Uh, so, um, overall, great experience. Uh, just to, to quickly recap for you, Joe, not beginner friendly, very difficult, but worth, worth the difficulty for the, uh, enjoyment you get out of completing it. And I, this is, I've never felt more like Samus in a Metro game than in Metro Dread. And that's like the biggest compliment I can give to this game is like, she feels like such a, like, you know, she deserved the mantle of respect she deserves for her 35 year history, like is lived up to in Metro Dread. That's good. It's good to know. And like, good for people to hear that this is like a, a good game to feel like Metroid, to feel like Samus, get in there. Feel like feel like a girl. Do it. It's okay. It's okay to feel like that. It's all right. Let's go and do it. Just try it. Just a little bit. It's all right. Well, Joe enjoyed it. <laughs> I sure did, Joe. Uh, after, sure did. After that glowing review of Metro Dread, I say I say we call it for the week, Joe, and we and we move on to to other things. Let me let me get back to trying to get those last five five items I haven't caught yet or completed yet yeah you should definitely get those items before we record again and then you could tell everybody how you 100 percent of the game how about that don't hold me to it because some of these are really hard i watched i looked them up on youtube and i'm like there's no way that's humanly possible i'm just like i cannot do this this is crazy but i'll i'll give it my best chance joe or my best try you you can do it i believe in you you got this everybody else thinks you got it too so Bada bing, bada boom, do it, Joe Brown. All right, send us. I home. dare you. How about this? I dare. I double dog dare you to do it. Oh well, now I have to. Now I'm legally. I'm le- legally obligated to to do legally so. binding. You have to do it now. All right. Well, All I right. guess. Wait, or should I swap? Because you, you, you. Oh you yeah, intro. you. I introed. You should take us home. All right. Well, thank you everybody for joining us here on this episode of Cup of Joe's. I've been your host, Joe Brown, joined by my best friend, Joe Parian. Uh, this is this has been great. You know, for literally months, I've talked nonstop about Metro Dread, and the day is finally here, and I'm so excited. And it was definitely lived up to my expectations. So, thank you all for listening to this episode. Uh, make sure to subscribe if you're on YouTube, so you can get notifications for our future episodes. Or if you're on Spotify or Anchor, or any audio platform. Thank you as well. Uh, for listening to us there and make sure you uh, stay connected there but for now Joe and I are going to sign off we will see you on the next episode of Cup of Joe's